Welcome to Grace to Gather podcast. At Grace to Gather, our goal is to foster the art of hospitality in such a way that we are building community, strengthening marriages and families, serving one another, and most importantly, creating an atmosphere where deeper relationships can thrive. Now, please join us for this week's episode with Damon and Neva. Hi, I'm Damon. And I'm Neva. Welcome to Grace to Gather. So last week we talked about um, the importance of, uh, of scheduling and making a plan as you start on this road of hospitality. So Neva, what kind of things have we been doing over the last few weeks uh, to get ready uh, and plan for this uh, season of hospitality? Gosh, yeah, I feel like I feel like we've, we've been doing a lot. I, mm-hmm. But I kind of feel like we're always doing a lot because we are always trying to um, beautify areas, you know, on our property that we want to spend time in and that we want other people to spend time in. I know for me, um, one of the things that I'm doing this year, you know, really intentionally is in the past, we've, um, we kind of have a cottage garden around our greenhouse and it's, you know, it's full of flowers and it's, you know, it's pretty. And I get a lot of my cut flowers all season long out of that garden. But this year, as we've added additional vegetable garden space, I am um, taking some of the space that I had in my vegetable garden before. I kind of had a a potager garden, which is a mix of, of flowers, herbs, and vegetables. And in that area, I am reclaiming four beds that I'm going to do just flowers in. And so I'm kind of thinking about how I am going to plant them from a design perspective so that they not only provide, you know, flowers for the whole season, but so that when we're sitting out at the table, um, in the garden area, we can just see all of the different flowers and, and, um, you just, the, the beauty that, um, is nature sitting right out there. So anyway, so I'm, I'm just really thinking about that and what it's going to look like. And also, you know, just being able to have those flowers all season long. And, and, um, so anyway, that's kind of, you know, I, I get excited about that. It's fun, fun for me mm-hmm. to, um, think about using them and in, in decorating different spaces. Yeah. We talk a lot about, uh, creating an atmosphere, uh, that's welcoming and uh, and enjoyable, and you know that that's that starts you know outside the home um, as people are just even walking up, and we've done a lot uh, to the front area uh, of our house and the sides, and, and just we've created spaces um, that are very enjoyable and pleasing to look at. Uh, that really just you know uh, as people walk up, they're like, oh, this is really nice, and that 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 immediately sets the tone for. Um, uh, their arrival, um, and the, the evening. So maybe think about some things that you can do, uh, outside of your home, uh, to make it more, uh, inviting, uh, and pleasing. Yeah, absolutely. And even, you know, I know everyone's not a gardener, but the flowers, a lot of the flowers that I am planting are, um, they're almost, some of them are almost weed-like. I mean, some of them are bulbs that I'm, you know, that I'll put in the ground and they'll, they'll be big, beautiful flowers. But some of them are more along the wildflower type of flower and it doesn't require 
hardly any work. I mean, it, you know, it's a package of seeds or a few packages of seeds and it creates beauty that you can also use in other ways and other areas. Um, and so, you know, just speaking about the invite, which we're going to be talking about the invite today, um, as you were talking, it just made me think about um, how our um, cottage garden the last few years has actually um, been a garden that regularly invites a special little guest. And oh, yeah, the hummingbird. Right. The hummingbird. <laughs> yeah, so I have this little hummingbird. He's a little um, green headed, beautiful little hummingbird that comes. Every spring, he, he'll, I'm wait, I've been looking for him because he'll be here, you know, probably in the next few weeks. And he just loves the cottage garden. And he comes in the morning when I'm watering and he just kind of flutters around me and hangs out. Um, but so, you know, when you extend an invitation, um, the likelihood is that someone is going to respond and it's going to be a really good time. Yeah. What's the, what's the uh, great line? Um if you build it, they will come. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> what movie was that? I uh, don't know. I don't was that Field of Dreams? Field, maybe. Maybe Field of Dreams. That's right. I've that's never right had movie lines in my head. <laughs> so, Neva, let's talk about the invite. And who do you invite? Yeah, okay. Well, um, in Acts chapter 2, um, verse 46, it says, They worship together at the temple each day met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity. And Jesus, in Matthew, described uh, the kingdom of heaven um, by the story of a king who prepared a great wedding feast for his son. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to notify those who were invited. But they all refused to come. So he sent other servants to tell them, The feast has been prepared. The bulls and fattened cattle have been killed and everything is ready. Come to the banquet. But the guests he invited ignored them and went their own way, one to his farm, another to his business. Others seized his messengers and insulted them and killed them. The king was furious, and he sent out his army to destroy the murderers and burn their town. And he said to his servants, The wedding feast is ready, and the guests I invited aren't worthy of honor. Now go out into the street corners and invite everyone you see. So the servants brought in everyone they could find, good and bad alike, and the banquet hall was filled with guests. So Damon, who do you invite to the table? Well, when, when making a list of who you would like to invite, uh, I think it's important that, uh, that you discuss it with your spouse. Um, talk to your kids. They may have some people um, that they want to invite over. Um, and then just really think about who it is that you would like to get, come to your table. Some of the things that you might want to consider are um, who would you like to get to know better? People that you kind of know in passing, but um, you would like to get to know them better. Um, who could you be a mentor to? The Bible says that God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That's three generations. So uh, we'd love to invite both old and young uh, to our table because we can learn so much from each other. Uh, we invite uh, those that are young uh, and that we can mentor. And we invite those that are older than us that can be great mentors uh, to us. 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, there were a couple of things there you said that reminded me of a few different stories in our life. Um, years ago, our oldest daughter was, um, we had moved to a new school district and she had met a new friend and she wanted to go stay the night with them. And we were pretty strict. And, you know, our rule was that in order to have a sleepover, we had to, you know, get to know the parents, not just, it wasn't just like a meet them at school or, but we had to take a little time and get to know their family and, and know, you know, just where our child was going to be staying overnight. And so in this particular situation, the, um, the little girl was, um, the daughter to a single father. And so we invited them over for dinner and, um, got to know him. And we really realized, you know, right off that they were lacking community, that they really kind of were isolated. They had moved from California and, and didn't really have a lot of community in their life. And so we developed a relationship with them and, um, you know, continued to have them over for dinner for many years. And I mean, ultimately, um, our oldest daughter, and um, his daughter are best friends. They've been best friends for, you know, 25 years now, 27 yeah. years now, something along that line. <laughs> and so, you know, hearing even from your kids, I think, is really important um, because it's important that they have relationship and they have community as well. And, and I think there's a real opportunity to bridge some gaps um, in, in your family when you invest in those relationships with the families of your children. And then um, the other thing was that, you know, we've talked a little bit about our relationship and when we really um, had hit a point of being willing to give up on our relationship. And it happened at that time that um, you were uh, involved in our church in an Easter play and actually, that may not have been the Easter play. It was your first play, I think. And and you met um, a man at that point in time that you just really felt like you wanted some of the attributes that he had, and you asked him if he would mentor you. Mm-hmm. And you know, ultimately, as we walked through that season in our life, it was um, being willing to have him and his wife at our table. And going to theirs, we actually spent a lot of time going to their table mm-hmm. because they did mentor us right. and helped us walk through a challenging season in our marriage. And, you know, so it, it, it's like we have this list because we've experienced all of these things on this list. And when you're willing to step into the relational aspect of hospitality and invite people into your home, it, it, you know, you really do end up with mentors and mentoring and impacting the direction of your children's lives potentially as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, certainly. Um, you know, we've had some wonderful um, relationships and friendships that have come out of um, the practice of hospitality. Um, great mentors, um, and we've been able and privileged to uh, mentor some of the younger generation uh, as well um, in their marriages. And uh, um, it's just it's awesome to to have just a broad spectrum uh, of people um, over, uh, including uh, it's wonderful to invite people from different cultures. 
and different backgrounds. Uh, again, we have so much uh, that we can learn from each other. And um, just because somebody else, you know, does something differently um, than you, uh, it doesn't mean that it's wrong. It means that it's different. And we can learn uh, from each other and um, and grow and stretch ourselves. Uh, and it's just, it's, this creates uh, an offer an awesome uh, environment uh, to for growth. Yeah, absolutely. And then also, you know, your friends. And, you know, as much as it's important to step outside of your comfort zone and, um, you know, just engage in people that you might not normally have at your table, we find it's really important to also just invite our friends. Our heart is to serve them in the same way that we would serve anyone that came to our table, um, even if they come to our table more regularly. But we also need just to have that encouragement sometimes. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the the uh, busyness of life and, and just extending your heart and your service to people at times you can feel tired, you can feel drained. And so, you know, intentionally making your home a special environment for your friends is just a whole different dynamic. It's, you know, you really have an opportunity to um, see them receive peace and comfort because they're not doing the work. They're not, you know, they just get to come and rest and enjoy and eat and um, enjoy the experience, but because they're your friends, you know, our, what we've found is that that's when we really just relax as well and, and have fun. They know us if there's, you know, a mistake or if there's whatever it is, you know, sometimes, you know, we're having a rough week or, and, and it just allows that encouragement, um, to go really both ways. And not to say that when you have people that you don't know well, you don't experience encouragement because you do. It's just a different type of encouragement. Right. Yeah. In our, in our mission statement, we um, we say that we want to create an atmosphere for deeper relationships to to thrive. And that's exactly what Neva's talking about is that when 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 you have your friends over, you you encourage them, uh, they encourage you. And you have your, your your relationship develops to uh, a deeper level, um, and that's you know really what uh, God intended uh, for us is to to know and to be known, um, and it's it just it's it's good for your soul, it's good for your heart, it's good for your mind, and it's good for you physically too because when when you have good you know deep relationships with other people, it just it it invigorates your entire, uh, being. Well, I mean, we laugh, we laugh a lot. I mean, I think that, you know, when we have family over, I mean, we laugh a lot too, but, but, um, the people that know us well, that we just can kind of let our hair down with, so to speak, we find that we just laugh a lot. And so it, it's really good for you. You know, you get that kind of laughter is the best medicine out of that equation. And, and it is uh, very, definitely very valuable. Yeah. Yeah. So once you've once you've kind of made a list and determined uh, who you want to invite over, well, then invite them. Uh, and it doesn't have to be, um, you know, anything special, crazy. Just, you know, you can just say, hey, 
hey, John, uh, Neva and I uh, would love to have you and Jane over for dinner uh, sometime in the next month or so. Here's a couple of dates that we have available if either one of those would work for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but what if you have phone phobia? Well, what do you mean by that, honey? Well, I mean, you know, for some people, it's it can be hard to pick up the phone and call someone out of the blue, you know, and, and kind of awkward to to have a conversation like that. I know for me, I have had a number of jobs where I've had to cold call people. And, you know, there can just be some anxiety when you're picking up the phone and calling someone and they're not expecting you on the other end. And so I think that, um, you know, really you kind of gave a real simple script here. And I think you were probably talking more from a face-to-face perspective. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But that's one of the things, you know, with cold calls is that just having a simple script, you know, when you, when you know what you're going to say, it makes it easier sometimes if you have anxiety over um, calling people. Um, and so, you know, just a simple little script that you write out and you're prepared with what you're going to ask and what you're going to say and what your response is going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, not only that, but, um, you can text them. I mean, there's, there's no, um, it shouldn't be any anxiety, uh, or fear in, in, in sending a text to somebody, um, that gives you an opportunity to, to say, you know, to think about what you want to say and, and, uh, before you send it. Um, and, it gives them plenty of time to reply uh, as well so that you're not, not just actually putting somebody on the spot um, in, you know, in the moment. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. You can use um, text or email, mm-hmm. you know, as well. I mean, I think I, I tend to lean towards um, a face to face or a phone call, but you absolutely can do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're always, you know, running uh, into people at church or, you know, um, I mean, even like our chiropractor, uh, you know, I've, I've invited our chiropractor and his wife uh, over for uh, for uh, pizza on the back deck um, sometime this summer. So uh, and he said, hey, that'd be great. So just simple things like that. Yeah. OK. So um, what happens if you invite someone over and they you know, seem excited, but they can't come for the dates that you put out and, um, you give them, you know, another round of dates and they can't come and and maybe that happens again. I mean, how do you respond to that type of a situation where you just can't seem to connect? Well, first of all, I mean, don't take it personally because, you know, you don't know what's going on in their life. Um, in fact, that's, you know, we, we've, there's a, a couple, um, couples that we, uh, have experienced that with, that we have invited several times and they just haven't been able to make it. So it's, that's no big deal. Uh, it's not personal. Um, who's next on your list? Uh, go to the next person and invite them. Um, and just keep moving, moving forward. Uh, don't, don't get hung up on the fact that, that, somebody has turned you down, um, or are not able to, to make it because it, most of the time it has absolutely nothing to do with you. Um, we just don't know what's going on in their life at the, at the time. Yeah. And I think it's really easy in that type of a situation to think that, well, they just don't want to have dinner with us. 
this isn't working well because obviously they don't want to come have dinner with us, you know? So it'd be really, it can be very easy to let that get in your head and and think that there's something wrong with you or that they, you know, (laughs) for some reason, why wouldn't they want to, or yeah. yeah. And it's like, you just got to let that go. You just have to be willing to say, you know what, I don't know what's going on right now. You can just leave an an invitation out there and say, Hey, we really do want to have you guys for dinner sometime. Just let us know when it works for you. And we'll go back around again to the calendar and, make it work. And like Damon said, then just move on to who's next on your list. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Neva, I see that you have a, a note here that um, uh, extending hospitality is a very uh, individual um, thing. What do, you, what do you mean by that? Well, we kind of talked about it a little bit last week and it's really just um, that it's okay to be who you are and to um, navigate out of that place. You know, I mean, some people that we're talking to may be single, some people um, may be married, some people may have kids, some people may not, you know, I mean, there's some people may work nights and their spouse works days. I mean, there's just, there's so many different things that can, you know, individually um, impact how things look in our life. and. And with, um, as with everything else, you just look at how hospitality fits into your life and then you figure out, you make a plan and you figure out how you're going to execute it. And then you determine who you're going to invite based on who you are. You know, I mean, it's like for us, like we don't, um, regularly invite a group of singles to our home because that isn't necessarily, um, a, a relational group to us in the season of life that we're in. However, we have opened our home to host singles groups and we have, um, and college students and, and college and, students. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we regularly have, um, young single people that we invite into our family environment. And, you know, so it's, so that's what works for us, you know, being in the almost empty nester stage. Um, you know, we, we're, our life place is what it is. And so we extend invitations, you know, kind of based on that. So the important thing is, uh, is to just get started. Um, and even if it feels, you know, awkward or or a little, um, intimidating, uh, at first, uh, the more you do it, the easier it becomes just like anything, uh, because it's so important, uh, to develop community. Um, community is, is at the heart of, uh, of God, the father, um, He's cre- created us to be in community with one another, uh, and it's just—it's just very important. Um, when when we lack community, we lack a whole lot of other things in our life. And uh, practicing hospitality is just a wonderful way to build community around you uh, and to bring people into your life um, that you can encourage and that can be an encouragement to you. Uh, so, just get started. Yeah, absolutely. That's great. Well, um, next week we are going to talk about 
um, the meal plan, beginning to um, have an idea of what what you're going to cook when you have people over, and just digging a little deeper, giving you a few more ideas on how to execute a plan in a way that is um, simple for you. So join us next week for another episode of Grace to Gather. Thank you for joining us on this journey of hospitality. Please like, follow, and share us on social media. For more information, you can also check out our website at gracetogather.com. Join us next Wednesday for another episode of the Grace to Gather podcast.